is up, everyone? It's your boy, Dave. Your boy! And with me, as always, is my hype man, Shane. Hype man! That's me, Shane. Yep, that's him. And then we have the quiet man, a.k.a. Russell. The mumbling man. The mumbling man. There we go. Yo, 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 yo. The mumbler! (laughs) 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 This is the DQB Does Hostful. Got it right the first time. Hell yeah. Uh, Where we... (laughs) 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 Where we talk about... News, movie news, trailers, um, things and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and stuff. Oh, I, I've I've been reading a thing, so we can talk about that too. Cool. I like like a I book. Like, no. Oh yeah. I don't read we're, books. We're like too old to read books. Yeah. What? Books is dumb. I, rule books and comic books. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Um, so the first off, we should talk about trailers, huh? Yeah, we watched some trailers. Yeah, trailers. I love them. I also it's interesting love them. when they get, like, pulled up off the ground by tornadoes. Yeah, it is weird. Not that kind of trailer. Oh. Oh. Uh, we watched the trailer for Lightyear. New oh, yeah, Disney yeah. and Pixar okay. movie. That trailer was great. And a double wide. Yeah, double wide. <sighs> First of all, guys, te- teaser trailers I thought were like a couple of scenes like in less than a minute that were like, hey, we don't have a whole lot of this movie done yet, but here's some shit to show you to be like, this movie's coming out next year. Not like a whole scene and then highlights like, you know, a regular trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Uh, like the Bebop teaser trailer was a teaser trailer. Yeah. Because it wasn't anything that's actually in the show, I don't think. Or if it is, it was a very small part. Yeah. It was, very it was like s- shot specifically snippets. just for the teaser. Yeah. And then the second trailer was like a weird... The second one, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But this was not a teaser trailer. It was just, it's just a trailer. Yeah. It's uh, a minute and a half long. Yeah. Um, That's not a tease. That's... That's a whole... Like, I'm done by then. Yeah. Same. I already put the tip in a couple times, guys. Come on now. Um, I'm already not, mostly asleep at that point. A couple times. <sighs> Two pumps and a mash down. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, oh, this kid's God. movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, fuck that. And fuck these kids, because this is our childhood. This is, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, when did Toy Story come out? It's fucking... I don't know, it was like 11. Yeah. I was 12. 98, 99? So I was, a, I was a teen, maybe. I Close. was eight or nine. Uh, but anyway, it's basically the story of the character that the Buzz Lightyear action figure from Toy Story is. So it's about Buzz Lightyear, but like the actual character, not the toy. Yeah, if you ever watched the uh, cartoon series... Um... It's like that, which the cartoon series was on Disney, the Disney Channel. Uh, the cartoon series was pretty cool. I liked it I never lot. watched it. I um, watched episodes here and there, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, fe- I felt like, like, it was, it was for, it was like, I don't think Y7 was a rating yet, but it was like for younger kids. 
Mm. But when I was watching it, I was like, you know, like 13, 14 or something like that. But I don't feel like it was actually for younger kids because it had like continual story across episodes. Mm. So like it was more, it wasn't like, I don't know, or maybe just like television directed at kids is different these days. But it didn't feel like those like little one-offs just to keep a child's attention. It felt like someone was invested in the story. Like had an actual story? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't uh, Adderall on TV? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this looks interesting. I'm pretty sure it's Chris Evans. It is Chris Evans. Yeah, it's Chris Evans doing uh, oh, really? Buzz Lightyear. Nice. Which is interesting. Um, it looks cool. It looks good. Uh, yeah, it does. You get like the the costume reveal at the end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm into it. I I'd watch it. Me too. There's like a weird cat in it, like get, a weird robot cat. Yeah, I give this trailer eight out of ten. Are we reviewing trailers now? <laughs> I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna review right. everything. Okay. You can also. You're not stepping on my toes. I mean, I don't care. I, I'm not gonna give it a number. It's a trailer. Seven out of ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had another trailer that yeah. we watched. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this and haven't read a single book. Oh god. Which is why I'm so excited <laughs> yeah. for this. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I know basically nothing about it other than it's a bunch of books that either people really love or really hate. I See, I'm neither of those. I read the first one and I was like, this was okay. And then I tried to read the second one and I was like, meh, and set it down. But I didn't hate it. So, okay, we, we have a friend who loves these books. Well, I guess we have a couple friends that love these books. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure we have like three listeners that are fans of these books. So one of those particular friends had a. So I was telling him about one of my story ideas. This is how we got to the Wheel of Time. Okay, and why he told me to read it. Oh yeah, we're talking about Wheel of Time. And this was like six years ago, and I still haven't read it. Uh, so I had the story idea, and it was about a guy whose sole power was luck. And I was I was telling him the idea and he was like, have you read Will of Time? And I was like, <laughs> no. And he was like, well, I got news for you, bud. Which, <laughs> as a writer, this happens all the time to us. Yeah. Like like my, my other friends that write continuously and come up with story ideas all the time. You're just like, you come up with this idea and you're like, oh, this would be fucking awesome. And then you tell one of your friends and they're like, and they've seen a media that you haven't seen, so they're like, well, "I got gotta let you know this." Yeah, uh, it's already been Sounds done. Familiar, bud. <laughs> um, like I haven't even read that. <laughs> but uh, so he 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 gave me like a a short synopsis of like the uh, who's the original author, Robert Jordan. Yeah, Robert Jordan. He gave me like a synopsis of all the Robert Jordan stuff, and then, and then Sanderson. Sanderson, yeah, Brandon Sanderson. I think picks yeah. it up the last Thanks. book or two. Yeah, because because Jordan passed away. Yes. Um. So and we're gonna get Brandon Sanderson to write the rest of the fucking uh, Game of Thrones books too. <clears throat> yeah. Someone should. Bro's not dead yet, <laughs> but we're gonna get Fuck him to it. write him anyway. Yeah. I mean, they took everything else from him. I might as well take this. <laughs> I mean, he'll give him his notes. But anyway, sorry. Wheel anyway, of time. Yeah, wheel of time. So 
I'm super excited for this because, like, looking at these books, like, I'm just overwhelmed. Like, these books are insane. Like, they're, they're what, like, a couple thousand pages a piece? Uh, they're similar to the the Song of Ice and Fire books. Yeah. As far as, like, the, the, um, the amount of pages and wordiness of the author. Um, yeah. They're not, it's not written the same way, though. Um, right. It's very different writing style, I think. Yeah. And I think that was one of the reasons I couldn't get into it because I was like, yeah, I love this. And then people were like, yeah, you should read this. And I was like, mm. <laughs> 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 I don't want to. Uh, so the trailer, trailer looks awesome. We got Rosamund Pike as what appears to be our lead, leading lady, leading character. Um, it looks like the show, at least the first season, like, I don't know how the books are set up. I, they follow different characters like Game of Thrones, right? Like, there's several around. characters. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I love Rosamund Pike. Uh, if you've never seen Gone Girl, I highly suggest it. She's fucking awesome in it. And I love her, um, in like a purely platonic way, because I'm pretty sure she would want to put a 13 inch dildo in my ass and i'm not into that oh, uh, uh, she's all right just so over she just comes off to me as such like a overwhelmingly powerful like woman that she's just gonna like like just, dominate the fuck out of you i mean she could dominate you without pegging you like what she could <laughs> but i don't know that she would <laughs> but he doesn't want her to do <laughs> like like i don't i don't know where wow. the line is anyway like <laughs> well you're Never mind. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. I I don't have super strong opinions. Like it looks like a neat fantasy thing. Uh, I don't really remember a lot of the first book. Um, I remember the, her character. Uh, I remember the art more than anything for the covers, and it it always made me want. Um, Dudes like, uh, fuck, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy that plays, uh, uh fuck, I'm gonna have to look it up. Uh, Mbaku. Uh, oh, yeah, fuck, I can't remember his name in either. I love his voice, though. Yeah, I wanted, uh, like, somebody like him and the Mountain to play the Wardens, and it looks like they got, like, these regular dudes with near beards, and I'm just like, <laughs> those guys aren't manly enough <laughs> those guys are not manly enough to be the wardens they should cast me I'm pretty manly uh, yeah, and I know I know some of our li- listeners have read these books so if you have an opinion if you've watched the trailers and you have an opinion on how like some of the characters look because I feel like Moraine looks right uh, fairly correct from my recollection and from the art uh, but the wardens look off to me, but they also like looked like uh dark ages samurai kind of dudes on the fucking uh covers like that that wicked armor dave like it mm. it looked cool as fuck the the art is really good um i mean you I'm intrigued like I don't know nothing about wheel of time, but I love fantasy, yeah um but uh. I don't know. It, it could be cool. Um, it's a very interesting um, setting, like the way 
what I do remember of it, uh, the way like magic works and the way like yeah. the the overarching story is fucking nuts. So yeah, it it should be interesting if it's done anywhere near correctly. Um, and I would if it's like close to the the way the books are and it's done well, we'll probably all enjoy it. Yeah, uh, that's my hope. Um, I so. You know, this is going to get compared to Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, I and, mean, it's unavoidable. Yeah, so, and, and, you know, I'm about to do that. Um, I'm hoping this is our, like, next big, just, like, like ridiculous show thing that, like, brings people together. Like, because Game of Thrones did that. And, you know, for, for, for a few seasons, everyone was invested. Everyone was yeah. talking about it. People who didn't talk to each other or didn't get along got along because of something in common. <laughs> like, you want Pokemon Go again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping this kind of like does that. And so it's produced and it's going to be released by Amazon Prime. So if you have Prime, uh, you will get it for free. And you'll be able to watch it. And I also think this is a good way for us to tell how well they're going to do with the Lord of the Rings series. Because, this, yeah. you know, these are two big, giant blockbuster things that mm-hmm. they're putting into production around the same time. And that we're going to get, hopefully, and supposedly, multiple seasons of. Yeah. So, uh, I think this is a turning point for streaming. Um, i tell you what. Tell me. If... If if Amadon if Amadon if Abaddon weird if Amazon does this right and they do the Lord of the Rings right, uh, they they need to use those billions of dollars. You know, Jeff Bezos needs to do do right by the world and just go ahead and buy DC from Warner Brothers, um, and 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 do it, do it right. <laughs> Okay. Just throw it all away again. <laughs> I mean, that would be a smart move. Uh, Jesus. That would be a solid plan. Hey guys, all Shane cares about is comic books. However, <laughs> I that's don't want no, Bezos to be any more powerful than what he is. He's too powerful! <laughs> he is. He do be powerful. Uh, he do be. He do be. Um, I mean, especially if like Amazon, Facebook, and Google are allowed to sit on the UN. Oh God! Can we talk about the other trailer instead of that, please? <laughs> the world is bleak, guys. Let's find some joy in it. So the most most boring dystopia. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's only boring until we get robot arms. Oh, dude, I want a robot arm. Fuck dude. yes. As long as, like, the series one, I don't, like, accidentally crush my dick with it, that would be really depressing. <laughs> you gotta practice with the hot dog first yeah. to make sure. You're just like, <laughs> oh, no. How am I gonna pee? <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting two. I'm just gonna get the left arm replaced. <laughs> so that way the stroker arm's still good. Yeah. That'd be my um, right arm. I got one good arm to hold you with. <laughs> <laughs> Tombstone. It's a good movie. It so, is a good movie. Uh, we have another Bebop trailer. Yes, we do. This is our third Bebop trailer. Is it the third one? Yeah, we got a teaser trailer, and then we got like a quick 
an actual kind of teaser trailer. And then we got the Lost Sessions trailer, oh. which was just like a, a weird, like artistic thing that they had put together. I guess I didn't see the teaser teaser, the original, the first one. It was, I don't, there was like some dialogue and it said Cowboy Bebop coming soon. Oh, okay. Like an That's actual a teaser. teaser. That's yeah, a teaser trailer. Actual teaser trailer. It's a real teaser trailer. Props to Netflix. Um, or the third party company they had to do the trailer, yeah, which makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't page. understand why Date. third parties are enlisted to do trailers for movies when they didn't work on the movie. Dude, that's anyway. how all trailers are made. I know, it's stupid. Except for Marvel trailers. The director well, they, should direct the trailer. The Marvel trailers, they sense. might still be made by a third party, but they're instructed on what to put in it. Yeah. Or they're given false footage and not told it's false footage. I don't know. Uh, anyway anyway so bebop. bebop trailer we have an actual trailer not some weird random artistic thing crash uh ugh. anyway uh not what this did, that trailer what the did you, sessions what did you guys think of this trailer um i think it looks dope as hell yeah compared to the lost sessions trailer this is leaps and bounds better <laughs> <laughs> Driving the point home. Yeah, nah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like I, yeah. I disliked it. So, like, if they didn't listen to the last episode where I said it was garbage, that they needed to learn how to act, uh, then they need to know that I didn't like that one. Yeah, and that this one is much better looking yeah. and looks like you know they were actually directed to speak like real people instead of catchphrase machines. Yeah, dude. When he says, I mean, this. Yes. Uh, when when she's like, "Were you in love once?" and he's like, "I was." What happened? And he's like, "I was dreaming. I was like fucking wet." <laughs> <laughs> I I think it looks real dope. Uh, my favorite part is you got to see Ayn, yeah, who's yep. a space corgi. Yeah, yep. I mean he's just a corgi, but S- like, spacefaring corgi. Yeah, he's genetically engineered to be the smartest corgi. That's true. That's true. He's not just a corgi. Space Corgi, I'll give you. Space Corgi. Super smart, genetic, GMO, uh, <laughs> spacefaring Corgi. <laughs> and I love him. Yes, I love Ayn. Uh, once again, they hit on uh, Jet being kind of like the adult in the situation. And you get to see Faye and Spike fight. And like Spike wants to kill Faye. And, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Because I, I feel like... Like, I've been thinking that the characterizations were pretty good. And then with this new trailer, I'm even more like, yeah, I think these characterizations are going to be fine. I think Faye is going to be a little bit different because I think they're going to, I think they're going to, like, make her, like, less... uh, Hypersexualized. Yeah, hypersexualized. I was going to say slutty, so thank you for coming in there on that. (laughs) Well, Uh, now you said it. She's not (laughs) just going to be, like, laying around with, like, her tits hanging out and, like... Yeah, like, like I, straddling I, something. I think she's going to end up being a m- more developed character. Like the sh- the series, the anime series does well developing her as a character across all the episodes. But yeah. I think she's going to like be, be a more, more developed, developed character yeah. in the beginning. Right. So I'm even more pumped. I watched the trailer this morning. I watched it again. I'm fucking stoked. I think it looks gorgeous. I think it, it looks the way it should look. Like it, like. Some of it looks a little fake on the sci-fi side, but it stands out versus the characters, and I think they have like a nice 
yeah balance so between that the the effects um if like what they're going for i feel like they're hitting because uh something about bebop like i said i haven't watched all of it but i've watched a little bit about it a little bit of it and i know a little bit about it um the kind of neo-noir with the anime feel um in a live action thing uh makes me think of uh like uh pulp stuff um yeah so you get that uh like you get kind of a free pass on shitty effects if it, if you kind of go for that yeah. as far as like backgrounds and vehicles and stuff like that right um because if you look at that kind of stuff it's part of the genre as opposed to a limitation of it yeah um so if you go and you you play play some games that are inspired by that kind of thing like uh go play Outer Worlds cuz that gave me a lot of this gave me kind of an Outer Worlds feel yeah um which is a very fantastic game with a lot of uh like pulp humor neo noir stuff going yeah. on in it um with, along with the sci-fi so it's it's i think if they're going for that and not just limited by their budget uh it's they've done a good job and if they are limited by their budget they've hidden it well as yeah. far as like putting it behind the um the tropes of the genres that they're falling in yeah i agree with that yeah fucking stoked I am too. I'm a big fan of the music of Cowboy Bebop and that yes. trailer just like fully because that theme song oh, yeah. gets stuck in my it's like bores into my head. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I'm also excited to see what all they do with all of the music because like basically from what I can tell I'm pretty sure like all the music's gonna be in the show. Like we've heard I think like four songs that are gonna be that are from the show that are that are gonna be in it. So it's probably the uh, I forget the name of that band. It's like the Seatbelts. I think is the name of the band. Oh yeah, I don't remember. But they did all the all the music for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about the music in the trailer for Lightyear, so I wanted to hop back to that real quick. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, that weird fucking Beatles EDM thing is cool as shit. That was that was weird. It was weird. <laughs> It's cool. I was into it. I don't know. I mean, I liked it. It really set the tone for the trailer. Yeah, I wanted to mention that. I can't. Yeah. I can't think of what fucking Beatles song it was. I don't know what song that was. I don't remember. I'm not a huge Beatles guy. I'm not either. I've always been a Stones guy. I like Stones. I like mm-hmm. Stones. If you guys watch the trailer and know what song that was, go ahead and hit us up. Uh, draftyq at gmail dot com. That's a hell of a seg that you didn't know that you were doing. I have an email. Oh, we have an email? Finally. shit. An email. Somebody emailed us. Anime answers. Was it just somebody just stop asking for us to email you? Fuck off. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Bill from Indy has written in. Hey, Bill. Vegeta says the famous line, it's over 9,000 during his first encounter with Goku. Y'all need to brush up on your anime. Shane sucks. Here are five great harem animes you should watch. No. <laughs> oh, also, I'm not watching Dragon Ball. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> I don't know. You said harem anime. And I instantly went. Ugh. 
<laughs> All right. So, so number one, Bill from Indies. On Bill from Indies uh, list. What top five? Yep, top five. Top five harem animes that you should watch. Yeah, uh, that I do not suggest watching, but he does. So, if you like that kind of anime, go for it. it. I've watched a few. Um, the this one that I primarily, yeah, I mean, it, I watched them like when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, just give us the list. Come on, let's go. So let's go. here we go. Number one, High School DXD. Uh, high school student is say is is say Hayadora. <laughs> I a name. Yeah, uh, is your run of the mill pervert who does nothing productive with his life, peeping on women and dreaming of having his own harem one day, until he is recruited into his high school occult research club. <laughs> Oh Sounds shit, I think I saw a couple of those episodes but nope, this ain't for me. <laughs> uh our number two is Sekira. S E K I R E I. Struggling yet brilliant teenager Minato Sahashi has failed his college entrance exams for the second time, resulting in him being regarded as worthless by those around him. However, the course of his seemingly bleak future is altered dramatically when a beautiful supernatural woman falls from the sky and into his life. I could be into that. Naked big titty women don't just fall out of the sky, right? <laughs> <laughs> Number three. That was dogma. It was dogma. Number three. Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? I, the title got me. Whoa! I'm, I, what? That's I'm gonna the go title? watch this. That's the <laughs> Holy title. shit! We might watch that one. Um. Wait, what kind of dungeon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's About very important. Out. Uh, Bell Crenell must adventure through a dungeon to defeat monsters and collect crystals for his familia. His compassion and perseverance attracts the interest of deities and mortals, including his familia head goddess. Hestia. Hestia. So it's just like a an RPG where instead of like gaining spells from your gods and various deities and monsters, you like bang them? Uh, I, yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running that game for you guys. <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> the no pants game. Oh, God. Uh, We're not wearing pants now. Yeah. Play that every week. Why do I have pants on? It's a good uh, fucking question. You yeah. lose. <laughs> you, you lost. <laughs> Join us again next week for Who's Wearing Pants? <laughs> Number four, Mayo Cheeky. What? I don't know, but I'm convinced Bill from Indy did this because he knew I wouldn't be able to pronounce half of these words. <laughs> or he made all of them up. He made all of them up. Uh, no, Sikare, I think. I think that's how you say the second one. Probably wrong. But uh, I think that's... I'm 99% I'm sure that's real. The other ones I've never heard of. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Kin, Kinjuro. 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 I feel like that's right. Kinjuro has a gynophobia, an abnormal fear of women. With just one touch from a girl, his nose bleeds uncontrollably and he sweats excessively. 
and in rare cases, faints abruptly. After discovering a shocking secret, the most popular girl in school offers to help cure his phobia in exchange for his silence. Well, that sounds hot. Oh my god. I don't want to like disrespect people that like anime, but this not not a lot of this sounds like it's up my alley. <laughs> no offense. Oh. Well, this next one, this next one might just be up your alley, Dave. Dude, oh, I've I've given Bill from Indy so much shit about all the <laughs> anime that he watches. <laughs> he he knows how I feel about this stuff. <laughs> I like violent shit. He very much made sure to include in his preamble that you suck. So. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's apparent. Well, that's fine. He didn't say anything about me. What up, Bill? He didn't. <laughs> uh, number five. How not to summon a demon lord. Okay. Takuma... Could be useful. Sakamoto, yeah. a shut-in gamer devoid of any social skills, cares about nothing more than his virtual life as a Diablo until a summoning spell suddenly transports him to another world where he has Diablo's appearance. The two adventurer girls that have summoned him with an enslavement ritual fall under his control when their spell backfires. Sounds like a porn I watched. Link? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Source. We're, we're disgusting. Source. <laughs> no, um... I don't know. I don't know what to say about any of that. That's it's yeah. I don't I just don't I'm not into that kind of anime. I, I wanna know. watch two out of the five of these. I'd watch the dungeon one. I wanna watch the dungeon one. Okay. Just because of the how title. not to summon a demon lord. Let's watch him, Russell. I like stuff that is how not to do the thing and then it does the thing. Does the thing. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Was that all he had was just the list and telling me to go fuck myself? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's a cool. good email. Hey, thanks. thanks for thanks for emailing us, <laughs> yeah. Bill from Indy. Uh go ahead and email us again about Wheel of Time and how stupid I am about that too. <laughs> uh, but remember, Bill, I think you're cool. <laughs> when when we don't rec- when we don't release a hostful in two weeks, it's cause Shane needed a mental health day. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah. Thanks for the email. Yep. I like that. I like that we get emails. Yeah. yeah. That was refreshing. We need, we need more yeah. of those. Everyone else that listens to the show. There's we, like at least two more of you. <laughs> we have a new listener. Oh, do we? Yeah. It's my mom. Oh, oh shit. Hey days, mom. I said shit. It's okay. Hi, Dave's mom. <laughs> She doesn't mind swears. You're fine. Pardon my language. It's okay. You can I don't swear. like saying pardon my French because I don't. I don't understand. You don't speak French. I don't know French, but I really want to learn French and then accident like quote unquote accidentally speak in French and then say <laughs> say pardon, pardon my, my French. French. <laughs> 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 ha, ha, ha. That's all I know. Merde. <laughs> What else right. we got? I feel like That's we have what a lot I got for emails. Uh, I I have some I have some stories. I'm gonna start with this uh, this crazy one. Um. So if you don't know, uh, Alec Baldwin uh, shot uh, two people uh, on 
the set of a Western called Rust. Um, in an apparent accident with a prop gun, uh, one of the people died. The um, cinematographer. The cinematographer, yeah. Helena Hutchins, mm-hmm. uh, and wounded director, Joel Souza. Um, so, apparently he could possibly be facing charges, um, according to uh, sheriffs in New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico authorities have not ruled out the possibility of multiple charges in Alec Baldwin's fatal onset shooting, including against the actor himself. So basically, uh, they're they're talking about possibly charging him because he fired, in quotes, he fired the gun. Um, so that's something like, you know, accidental manslaughter, you know. Right, uh, yeah. There's been calls for, uh, in California to ban prop, like, uh, operating prop guns because a lot of prop guns are real guns. Yeah. Um, they just aren't loaded or they use, uh, various types of blanks or, uh, low velocity projectiles. Um, which I've learned a lot about that in the last year or so. Um, talking about a couple of other incidents like this, like the Brandon Lee thing. Yeah. Um, because blanks are blanks. Uh, they, they require modifying the weapon usually. Um, and then there's uh wax bullets that, uh, are usually like low velocity, but they're used to like n- knock things down or make, so make certain sounds, uh, because blanks sound different and they do, di- they operate differently and do, right. they don't look right and stuff. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about, well, why don't they just CG it? But if you've ever watched a movie where they CG'd all the gun shit, you can tell that they CG'd all the gun shit. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. why they don't do it. Because if they want, if they're really wanting that realism, they got to use real guns. So uh, there's been some confiscation going on of uh, evidence. Um, I, I mean, there's like a lot here. If you guys want to read all about it, you can... Uh, you can get, I'm looking at a article on uh independent but there's other sources you can find um but California lawmakers proposing a gun ban on film sets uh proposed live gun ban on movie sets after the fatal shooting this is by David Cortez a democratic state senator for Silicon Valley um Said his legislation also bans live ammunition on sets that this would prevent this type of senseless violence and loss of life is an accident right uh we hope it's an accident we assume yeah well i mean i mean it it, it is an accident it's an accident is real dumb if it was not an accident right yeah (laughs) yeah um but i mean it being an accident like there's still a lot of human error involved in the situation yeah so there's there's a few things um where was the one? There was a report that at least two people handled the gun immediately before handing it off to Baldwin. So here's here's the thing. You got to know gun safety. I don't care who the yeah. fuck you are. Um, if you're a if you're going to be around guns, 
if you're the prop guy, if you're the director, if you're an actor, if you're an extra, if you have a gun, you need to know gun safety. Yes. Very, very, very important. Yeah. And there are rules about gun safety. And one of the things that uh, Russell was telling me was, was it the director or the cinematographer? Um that was known for putting known for putting themselves the the cinematographer cinematographer yeah so that was that was a weird thing that i thought uh or that i thought that was a weird thing like that was the one of the first articles that came out about the situation dude the the first article i read was like there was a shooting one person died one is injured this is what the the movie is about and i was like why do I give a shit what the movie was about? I'm reading yeah. about somebody dying. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. So like this whole thing has been reported very oddly in general. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, apparently the cinematographer was known for putting herself in dangerous situations. I don't even like saying that. No, it's uh, because it's super victim blaming. Yeah, for sure. And she is dead. Like yeah. she like there can't defend herself. Yeah, 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 she can't defend herself. She can't like so for a, an article to come out from I don't even know who reported it, but for that article to come out and for them to say it like that, which is basically in defense of Baldwin. Yeah, which I have a large problem with. But we'll get to that here in a second. Yeah, well, I'm um, going there. So <laughs> I was waiting. Like I, I don't give a fuck if she put herself yeah. in like bad situations. She assumed her assumption was that you know whoever was involved in the situation was 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 being safe. You yeah. know she trusted these people, right? And like I mean we know that trusting the wrong people can get you killed. Like that that's a staple of life. Right. But like it's not her fault. Like in no way is it her fault. No, she. It's basically impossible for you it, for it to be your fault that you got shot unless you shoot yourself. That's the only yeah, way getting true. shot can be actually your fault. You know, barring like you know, yeah. I'm I was robbing a bank and pretended I had a gun. That's but that's yeah. not that has nothing to do with this. The the cliche phrase, which like cliche cliches are cliches for a reason, right? So the phrase is, you know, guns don't kill people like people kill people. Yeah. Because there's an operator of the gun. Right. The gun doesn't sit on the table and just go off. Right. Like the situation makes me mad for so many different reasons. Yeah. There's None a... of which are because of her. No. Yeah. A lot of people didn't do their job. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, um, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I I actually have zero percent of an idea of why there's live ammunition on the set of a movie. Yeah, um, I don't. That doesn't make any I mean, sense other, to me. Other, other than like you know, if if it's allowed in the area to carry and whatnot, and like you know, if your employer is okay with you carrying, then okay, then you know, maybe there's a gun in your trailer that's your gun, but it's not on the prop table. Right, it's yeah. not, and the you know the prop yeah. guy has nothing to do with live ammunition. Yeah. It's, so like I don't know what the purpose of that was, um, why there was live ammunition on set. Um, and by live ammunition, I don't mean blanks. I don't mean wax bullets. I mean real fucking bullets, like ammo, and yeah. real ammo that you use to target shoot or hunt or use for self defense. Yeah. 
I don't see the the purpose of that being on the set as part of the prop department. Okay. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I don't know if there is a purpose. I don't know what it is. Okay. That's one. Two, if you're doing a shot where uh someone is going to be in the possible line of fire of a prop gun, there's several people that need to be doing their job here. The the director, uh-huh, the cinematographer, uh-huh, the uh probably the director of photography, um, and the prop guy and the actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, the cinematographer needs to be know needs to know where they're supposed to be. Okay. The director of photogra- photography should be putting that person where they're supposed to be. The director should be should know what the fuck's going on and where all these people should be. The prop guy should be making sure that whatever is being used is safe in whatever way it's being used. Yeah. If they're shooting wax bullets or whatever, something that actually has a projectile, then they need to make sure that the line of fire is clear, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that they're not shooting at anyone. Yep. Um, and then the actor and the people handing them the weapon, the other prop people, need to be making sure that the right shit is in the weapon. Yep. And the actor themselves needs to be making sure that the right shit is in their weapon. Yep. Because I don't care what anyone else told you, you are responsible for what you do. Yes. And you are responsible for what is in your hands. Yep. And when you pull the trigger on a gun that's a real fucking gun and not a toy gun, you need to know <laughs> what's in it, what's in the direction you're shooting, and what's behind it. Yep. Because it's a real fucking gun. Yep. So, like... 100% agree. I I mean, it's a terrible thing that happened. Um, but, and, and, like, I feel bad for everyone involved, but, like, there, it's a thing that can be fucking easily avoided. I feel bad for everyone but Baldwin. No, I mean, I feel bad for him, too, but, like, he shouldn't... He, it's not that he's blameless. I'm not saying he's blameless. I'm saying it's a terrible thing that happened. Yes. But he could have prevented it. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes complete sense to me. He very much yeah. could have prevented it. And you would think as, a, you know, one of the, the big names out of Hollywood that's a, a gun control advocate, he would be using guns safely. <laughs> You'd think. You would think. You would think that. You would think that, you know, as a guy who has said everyone who, you know, uh, is going to carry a firearm, if they are going to carry a firearm, needs to take a gun safety class. You would think that guy would maybe practice gun safety. Yeah. Especially when he uses them for his job. Yeah. How many fucking movies has he been in where he used a gun? Yeah. I mean... It's kind of fucking ludicrous. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I completely so, agree. So here's my next thing. I do not like cancel culture. I am sure. not a fan of cancel culture. I do not think that necessary. I, th- I think people say stuff sometimes and it's stupid and maybe they shouldn't have said it. 
Yeah. I think that actors and comedians and, you know, these people with a platform, like, can cause damage uh, by saying some of the things that they say and or could say. Um, so I, I, I do think in certain instances, like, cancel culture can be right as far as, like, what they're saying and what they disagree with. I think... I know you're going somewhere with this, but I just want to... I I think consequences are a real thing and should happen, but lynch mobs based around social media are stupid. Correct. Yes. Um, yeah, I you know what? I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, like, you know, freedom of speech, freedom to say what you want, not freedom not from, of, from consequences. Not freedom yeah. from consequence. And I agree with that. But here's the thing. I I don't... Like, if we're not canceling Baldwin, yeah. like, what the fuck is going... Like, cancel culture is just a giant hypocrisy of you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Like, if we're not going to actively go out and cancel Baldwin now because he's an idiot, then... Yeah, he fucked up and somebody died. Yeah. Like, that's... It's not unforgivable. Like, we have forgiven actors for th- for for these things. When... But... Like, there's no... Where's the call to cancel? Like, yeah. like, where is it? It's not on Twitter. It's not... There's no hashtag. There's no, hey, let's cancel Baldwin. Like, and this is far worse than Chappelle trying to, like, pitch his point of view on a situation that happened or how he feels about minorities. Transgender. Tra- well, yes. Um, That's particularly the one that people are, like, taking offense to in that thing. Right. But, so yeah. yeah, Chappelle has always been he's he's it's always been Chappelle. Edgy. Chappelle, yeah, he's always been Chappelle. Like, like if he's you always expect anything things. that isn't offensive from Chappelle, then you haven't been paying attention, right? But it's also like poignant and with a point. It's yeah, not Anthony it's, Jeselnik who's just being offensive no, he, to be offensive. Yeah, he's not just like oh, I'm wearing white face. He like <laughs> it's it, there's a point to the joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, so, you know, there's a, there's a certain level of intelligence behind Chappelle's stand-up that, yeah. that there's more of a message. It's not just about being offensive. Right. And so we want to go out and cancel culture wants to cancel Chappelle over some things that he said that they don't understand on what his point was. Right. Like, but we're not going to cancel Baldwin over literally killing somebody. Dude, I don't know. Hypocrisy. I, I, yeah, I mean, I I actively try not to like think about that stuff because it just pisses me off. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, this whole situation. I I read about it when it when the day it happened, and I was like, that's fucking crazy. And and then everybody started talking about it, and it's like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, this is fucked. Um, and like some some of the uh second amendment guys that i follow on instagram and stuff like that they're starting to get around to your point of being like this was baldwin's fault and it's because he's anti-gun that he doesn't know how to handle a gun yeah and because guns are icky and i mean i just use them to make my money but Nobody else should have them, and yeah. I don't need to know how they work because somebody else does for me. And 
like and then I kill somebody because of it. Like that's basically exactly what like uh Colin Noir said. He's yeah. he's basically like Look, he's 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 so anti-gun that he doesn't even know gun safety and de- depends on someone that does to make his living and because he is so anti-gun and doesn't know gun safety, he killed someone. Yeah. Which I'm I'm not saying he doesn't know gun safety because he's anti-gun, but gun safety was not practiced on this day and he is anti-gun and someone died. So make your own conclusion about that. Yeah. Yeah, it it's just like it's just completely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's a terrible thing that happened. Um and it's hardcore preventable. Like and not with regulations or anything like that. Just hardcore preventable by not being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on multiple people in that situation. Several people, yeah. I totally agree. So. I'm a big advocate for gun safety. I've been around guns, like, my whole life. Yeah. And that's one of the first things I learned, because I used to go shooting with my dad a lot. Yeah. was gun safety. That was, like, the number one. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're going to be, like, having, if you have guns and you have kids, then you need to teach your kids gun safety. Because the whole problem is if people just like hide them and that's when kids get a hold yeah. of them and they don't know how to, you know, they don't know how dangerous they are yeah. and they want to play with them like they're a toy and they shoot themselves or their friends or their family. Yeah. As opposed to, hey, I know this is super dangerous and there's a reason that I'm not supposed to play with it, you know, so I don't. Yeah. Because we all know we found shit in the house that was hidden and we weren't supposed to get into whether it was cookies or porn, okay? Like or cookie porn <laughs> or cookie porn. It I'm was not judging. Always porn. Um, what? I said it was always porn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, like kids will get into shit. So, like, you need kids need to know, not as opposed to just being like, yeah, I see, you know, people playing playing with guns on TV. So it's fine if I point this at my brother and pull the trigger, only then, you know, you're on the news that night. Right. Like, yeah. And if they know that it will kill someone, then they don't fuck with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They know how to use it, but no, they're not supposed to unless dad's around or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, like, and, like, adults need to fucking know it, too. Like. Especially if you're around them. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, he makes his living. He makes his living. Like, how many movies has he been in where he's had guns? He is like, I'm pretty sure he's like a writer or something on this fucking movie. On a western. Where he's got guns. And it's like, guns are bad, okay? Well, like, we're gonna have them in this movie. Like, but I'm gonna have him in this movie. My, my character is like an outlaw. Pew, pew. And then you yeah. shoot somebody. Like, I had a, I had a thought while you were talking about, uh, you know, teaching, teaching the kids, teaching and gun safety, yeah. gun safety and stuff to the, to them. Uh, it's also important to know why your friends' dads' porn magazines might be sticky because you probably wouldn't touch them if you knew. Yeah, don't don't touch anyone else's porn. It's probably a bad plan. Okay. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, that was an interesting experience I didn't put together till years later in my life. 
Oh. Nope. These magazines just must be old. <laughs> <laughs> They're all stuck together. Dude, uh, all right. We need a PSA right now. PSA. But, uh, this isn't about gun safety. It's about porno mag safety. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> don't jizz on your fucking magazines. What are you doing? Also, why do you still have a porn magazine? Well, I mean, if you're using your phone to watch porn, don't jizz on your phone either. It'll fuck it up. And, like, you gotta, like, use it to talk to people and, like, text and stuff, and that's gross. So, like, you know, use a towel or a sock or something that is not the thing that you're masturbating to. Yeah. This has been a public service announcement. Yeah. By Shane about <laughs> jizz. Jesus. Paid for by Shane. This would be like the first one that my fucking parents listen to. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to hand your phone to your dad one day. He's going to be like, nope. No. Nope. No. <laughs> you listen, don't you? do that. Like I said, I don't do it. Yeah. And Baldwin practices gun safety. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Are we moving on now? Yeah, let's move on. I'm angry. Okay. Uh, I got some more headlines. Uh, Bill Murray says that he's appearing in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Ooh. Uh, still no word on who he's playing. I don't even know. I'm going to take a guess. Go for it. It's going to be Bill Murray. Yeah. See? This is Bill Murray. That's kind of what I want. <laughs> oh, man. I was excited for a second. I just scrolled by a picture of Ghost Rider, and I was like, Ghost Rider movie? But it's talking about... Uh, Bill Murray is Ghost Rider? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, new, new ongoing comic series uh, by Benjamin Percy and Corey Smith. Uh, that brings me me to something that I wanted to talk about real quick while I'm scrolling through these, looking for the ones that I was going to talk about. Um, I've been reading the 2006 run of Moon Knight, which is really good. Uh, Moon Knight's just like a cool character. Um, I found on my own, like, I didn't, it wasn't suggested to me by anyone. It was just like a, I actually picked up a really old, like, maybe 70s or 80s book at, like, a swap meet kind of thing. And it was, like, one of the very early Moon Knights, you know, like, if you start reading a comic book series when it first starts or at the beginning of an arc, you usually get some kind of origin story in the beginning of every single book. Um so this was one of the one. This was like during one of the first runs where he every time it had the origin story in the in the first two pages, and um, I I was hooked on it. Uh, it's uh, this guy is a mercenary and he's uh, doing some shady shit in Egypt and he dies in a tomb, uh, and he's resurrected by this moon god of vengeance named Kanchu, and then. Uh, he basically goes back to the States and is Batman, but not Batman. He is multiple personality disorder uh, driven by a maybe evil vengeance god Batman. Oh, okay. That's like matches Malone, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Batman, and then like two other guys all the time. Hmm. Matches Malone is a cool name. Yeah, that's one of uh, Bruce's aliases when he like goes undercover is like a bum. 
Mm. Or like, he's not really a bum. I don't remember. He's like a street guy, though. He has too many cool names. Yeah. I mean, uh, he also kills people, right? Uh, yeah. So depending on what version you're looking at, he's kind of like the WB arrow where like he starts off killing people and then he's like, no, nah, I can't kill people anymore. And then he starts killing people again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in the, in the run I'm, I'm reading, um, he was crippled by his arch nemesis, who was actually one of the guys that left him for dead in, uh, Egypt. And he killed him. He killed this guy. And, uh, he starts having visions of his God again, um, after he's been laid up with his like legs busted up for like a year or two. Uh, and he like, he's like basically the, the whole thing, like very early on, it's very clear that he has some mental issues. Um, and it just gets worse. The more you read it, uh, I mean, starting back in when the character was created. Okay. But, uh, the beginning of the, the first 13 issues of this run is written by Charlie Houston. Uh, and it, and the art also gives me very, the writing and the art gives me very strong preacher vibes. Ooh. Okay. Um, nice. He's basically being tormented by Kanchu in the visage of his arch nemesis who, when he killed his arch nemesis, he cut his face off. So it's his arch nemesis, but like with no face flesh. Yes. And he's just uh, like talking to him and like trying to get him to kill people all the time. Just like like you should kill this guy. Like it's it's right it starts right before Civil War. So like uh Spider-Man tries to talk to him, Cap talks to him, Tony talks to him, Punisher talks to him, like all about like the registration shit. Yeah. And like while while Steve is in his apartment standing in front of his statue to the moon god. He's like standing behind Steve and he's like, You should fucking kill him. 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 And he like he like changes his clothes. Like so at one point he's like wearing a Nazi uniform and looks like the Red Skull. And telling him to kill Captain America. Jesus. (laughs) Like, it's fucking great. It is so good. And there's like a great cast of characters. Um, It takes like a little bit of a dive after Charlie Houston bumps off. And I'm not sure why that was. Because, I mean, this is an old book. This is 2006. So, Hmm. Um, but I know there's there's some really good stuff around this character uh, in other runs. So, I just kind of picked one of the starting points and ran with it. Um it's really good. I would give it a give it a read if you've got a uh, Marvel Unlimited or if you uh want to buy them. Solid. I've always heard of Moon Knight, but I didn't know really know Moon Knight's about a dope him. character and I cannot wait for uh what's the fuck to play him? Uh God Oscar damn it. Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I think he's going to be amazing oh, as Moon Knight, especially after I recently watched him in another thing that I will review. Oh, you're going to talk about that later. Okay, um, so moving on from that, uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead sequel is going to be titled, titled Planet of the Dead, according to Bloody Disgusting. So that should be interesting. Cool. Oh, shit. Uh, breaking at news. At least it's not Dawn of the Planet of the oh, Dead. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, uh, the Rust arm. We're going back to the uh, the gun thing. 
Okay. The rust armor mishandled guns on previous film with Nicolas Cage crew members say. So this guy's going to get blamed for everything. Uh, Alec Baldwin's going to get away with it. Scott Free, he's not going to get in any trouble. Where are you at, Twitter? Yep. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, oh, okay, hold on. It was It was an actual lead bullet. According to a New Mexico sheriff. So it was, it was, it was a fucking real bullet. It was a bullet. real round. Yeah, a real, real, real bullet. I don't know why that was... What the actual fuck? Uh, uh, Dune sequel has been greenlit by Legendary. Yes. So. Two years. Yeah. Nice. October 2023, so two years from now. I know nothing about Dune, but I think I might be watching it here soon. I think... You should watch it. You know what? I will. I think everyone should watch it. Well, okay, maybe not everyone. Do I? Just, are you, are you good, Shane? That what? was a good seg to my review. No, go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I watched Dune. Um, and holy shit, was I blown away after you fell asleep twice? Well, I wasn't going to mention that, but. <laughs> Let me point out, Got him. I work third shift, sometimes it's hard to watch a two and a half hour movie after work, <laughs> especially after I've eaten three burritos and half a bag of chips. Um, so, so good morning sounds to like me. a regular night. Yeah. 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 Um, so I did fall asleep. I had nothing to do with the movie. Uh, it was mostly just me being tired and really wanting to watch Dune and not picking my time accordingly on when I should watch Dune because I was excited to watch it. Uh, however, upon finishing... Movie blew you away. The said movie. This movie blew me away. This movie is gorgeous. This movie, the acting in this movie is is fucking outstanding. Um, Oscar Isaac. Uh, so, so it's got Oscar Isaac in it. It's got Josh Brolin in it. It's got Jason Momoa in it. It's got Dave Bautista in it. Uh, Timothy Charlemagne. Oh who was previously in uh, a Netflix show called The King as the main character, uh, plays... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, plays Paul, the main character of Dune, which the story revolves around. Okay. Um, this is... So the thing that I like about this movie is, like, we've talked about the hero's journey quite a few times because yeah. we review stories. And the thing that blew me away about the way this movie is put together is... This is like a tra- this feels like a traditional like mythological story about a hero mm. going on the hero's journey like the Iliad or some shit yeah yeah and like this is a like w- w- Dune the first Dune like eighty four Dune is is an epic uh, you know it's it's perpetrated as y- either you're gonna like it or you're gonna hate it. Uh, which this kind of also follows that either you will fucking, I feel like either you are going to love this movie or you're going to hate how long it takes for anything to get done. Mm. Now, Dennis Villanueva is the director mm. and he was the director on Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw that out there because Blade Runner has a lot of mixed reviews. Um, this movie is very similar to the style of Blade Runner 2049 as a, is you know, it's a slow burn. It's it takes its time getting where it's going, um, but it does get there. And also, this is only part one. 
So remember that now part two could come out and absolutely ruin this movie. Mm. Like that's the problem with doing these movies like this. But if you were going to break a movie up into a five two two five hour two two and a half hour chapters jesus i was gonna say it's a five hour fucking movie (laughs) no uh it's two and a half hours for part one and i imagine part two will also be two and a half hours yeah uh oh i also also failed to mention uh zendaya is in it um Mm -hmm. she has about eight minutes of screen time across two and a half hours (laughs) but she will be a larger part in part two I was like, um, what? This is like, this was her and the kids, like, movie, right? Like, that's yeah. how it's being portrayed. Yeah. Um, so, but kid, it's, I don't know how old that dude it's is. It's just like, it, it, I, dude, I don't know, dude. I really want, I really, really want you guys to watch it. Okay. Um, I believe I'm watching it Monday. Okay. Uh, cause it's just like, it's, I, it, it's a sci-fi epic. It's a fucking space opera. Like it's a. Do you want to put that movie in there? It's a fucking a, yes. I'll watch it again. Okay, we can do that before we do Spider Man's. Oh, and okay. Eternals. So Dune next week. Sure. All right, next week, guys. Uh, we'll have Dune. We'll we'll <laughs> review Dune. Well, next this comes out on Friday. This comes out Friday. So your Monday next movie is Drag Me to Hell. hell. And after then, that, we'll after be that, we'll be Dune. Sounds good to Let's me. Do it. I'm fucking stoked. I'm fucking so dude, excited I... to watch a two and a half hour movie again. I hope he doesn't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick my time better this time. And that's my random movie review, which we'll suggestion. dive more into. Suggestion. Yeah. Yes. That's my hmm. suggestion for the week. That okay. seems like a good segue for another review. Oh, okay. For Dave's spooky mini review, mini spooky review, spooky, because it is still the spooky season. Yeah, it's the last week of the spooky season for season. you guys. Yes, season of the spoop. <laughs> <laughs> for most people, it is the end of the spooky season. Yeah, except for me. Um, spooky so, all the time. Duh! Look at me. I'm a spooky guy. Uh. <laughs> It's wearing a Texas Chainsaw Mask shirt. I yes, am. Yes. America's Most Bizarre Brutal Crimes. It is. Is that based on a true story? No. You're supposed to say yes. I mean, it's technically from like a little bit of Ed Gein in there. It's it's yeah. inspired by... Inspired by true stories. Yeah. It's the super adaptoid of serial killers. <laughs> Pretty much. All back to comic books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week I watched, well, I watched several, but the one I'm going to talk about is I watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. With Tom Atkins, and that dude rules. Okay. He rules. He's in Night of the Creeps, which is an amazing movie. He gave us that awesome diet, too. He did, yeah. He's the better of the Atkins diet. No. (laughs) You sure? I think he is. Pretty sure he's not. I think he is. Look, man, this is technically going on the internet where everything's true. Oh, fuck. You cannot lie on the internet. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this movie, so even though it is technically the third movie in the mm. Halloween series, it is a standalone because it has nothing to do with Mike Myers. Right. This one is about um, Tom Atkins, who is a doctor. Okay. In the movie, he's like, 
he's not a great character because he's like an alcoholic womanizer doctor. Sure. But it's okay. He's a, it's a horror movie. It's fine. Hank Pym? Yeah. Uh, the, the movie starts with uh, this guy is escaping somewhere and he like he is getting, he ends up getting killed like he dies and no one really sure what happened. Okay. All it knows is he's holding this mask from this company Silver Shamrock that makes masks. Mm-hmm. And um, come to find out, the guy's daughter shows up to the hospital mm. and like his he the the guy who died owned a Halloween shop. Sure. And so he starts hanging out with this girl, the doctor does, and they investigate the Silver Shamrock Company, which is like this in this weird town, like a company town, basically. Mm. And that's when you find out that there's strange shit happening in that factory. In fact, the masks they use, which is a pumpkin, a skeleton, and a witch, yeah. they um, have this weird like transmitter on them. That is part of this weird, like, pagan rock type thing that they found. Okay. I don't know. Basically, they, they flash this signal with people that wear these masks, and, like, they die, and, like, bugs and demon shits, like, pop out of their body. Like, snakes and bugs fly out of their body. It's kind of a gross movie. <laughs> Shane, have you ever seen this movie? Nope. I haven't either, apparently. I thought I had. No. I have not. No. I haven't seen like hardly any of the Halloween movies. Come on over to my house. I have all of them. Yeah. I was I watched a lot of uh uh what was the thing that I was watching last night? It wasn't Watch Mojo, it was the other one. What culture? What culture? What culture things and they were talk there was a couple talking about the fucked up uh Halloween stuff like H2O and Resurrection. Like at H2O, she kills Michael, and then Resurrection was like, nah, bruh, Michael put a, his mask onto a paramedic and ripped out his vocal cords, and she beheaded a, a paramedic, the innocent guy. Yeah, and, I forgot about that. <laughs> and then Michael kills Laurie Strode. Yeah. And you're like, what? And then it turns into... I don't remember that. <laughs> it turns into a, a reality TV show, and Buster Rhymes kicks Michael's ass with Kung Fu. I remember that. I don't remember that either. Yep. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't watch those movies. <laughs> you can watch them if you want. I have them on VHS. <laughs> the more I learn about the Halloween series, the less I'm surprised they retconned the canon. Twice. Three <laughs> Twice. times. Four times. Three times. A lot. I don't know. A lot of times. Well, because there's like retcons in the movies that come before the zombie movies. Right, there's like a bunch of retcons through the first like eight or whatever. Yeah, and then Rob Zombie restarted them. And he did tried two to reboot. Movies. Yeah, and then yeah. they rebooted it again back to well, none of the movies happened except the first one. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a there's a precedent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, season of the witch, they they find out that it's like. Crazy shit. The movie's gross because people are popping like bug balloons. Yeah, pretty much. And okay. like, there's a there's a part where, um, this family, like they they the company brings these family in because the the guy the dad sold so much of the masks and oh, they God. do a tour and stuff. And Tom Atkins breaks into the thing and finds out that most of the employees are robots. 
What the fuck? What? Yeah, there's robots. Because the robots also pull people's heads off of their body. What? In it's the a wild fuck? movie. It's a wild movie. There's a reason that this is not part of the continuity of the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Because it had absolutely nothing to do with it. But it's still a good movie. So, do we find out at the end? Uh, do we find out in Halloween Ends that Mike Myers is actually a killer robot? Yes. Maybe. That would make sense. That sort of has something to do with uh, the Moon Knight stuff that I was reading. It all connects. Yep. Killer robot. So, overall, would you say that you liked Season of the Vich? I would <laughs> say I did. Season of the Vich? <laughs> of the Vich? Uh, yes, it's a it's kind of an odd movie, and like especially if you're like, why is this a Halloween movie? And you don't understand, you'd be really confused. But it's a fun, spoopy Halloween movie. It happens on Halloween. Okay, there's a song that's eight more days of Halloween, Halloween, eight more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. That's the in- <laughs> like that. That's a commercial <laughs> that's played to the whole movie. Fuck off. <laughs> This movie sounds nuts. Can we get a remake? Can we get a Rob Zombie remake of Season of the Vich? He's too busy fucking up the monsters right now. Fucking up? I don't know. Did those set photos. That set photo didn't look that great to me. Oh, you didn't? I liked it. Herman looked real weird. I just hope it's in black and white. I do too. It might might end up looking cool, but like Herman looked weird. I'm just imagining the Rob Zombie song Season of the Witch. <laughs> it's gonna go, yeah, Season of the Witch. Yeah. Also, my wife is here. Yeah. Well, she's the witch, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yes. Um, oh, I didn't finish my part, the gross part. Oh, gross uh, part. Gross part. Family. So, like, the family is there. Robots there, and- pulling heads off. The robots pulling heads off. Tom Atkins breaks into the into the factory and mm. finds this out. And the the guy who runs the factory does the like trope bad guy like, let me show you my evil plan. <laughs> and uh, he's like, and he takes the family into this test room. Oh, it's called no. test room. And uh, the little kid's wearing his mask. He's kind of a shitty little kid. And he like turns on the TV. And it does the silver shamrock. It's like, follow the pumpkin. Watch the pumpkin. And it's like flashing. And he like yeah. grabs his head and he starts like turning into like a like a pumpkin guy, kind of like his head, like almost like kind of like pops-ish. And yeah. like, it comes like gooey. And then like spiders and a fucking rattlesnake pops out of his head. It's it's wild. <laughs> wild. What in the fuck? <laughs> this is this a Cronenberg movie? Uh, it kind of feels like it in spots. Inspired by. We should watch The Fly. We should watch The Reanimator. And Reanimate. Because yes. there's nothing the like watching a girl oh. get head from a decapitated stuff, head. Damn right. Videodrome? Videodrome is also David Cronenberg. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said it. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were <laughs> sounding like questioning. Cronenberg in July. <gasps> sure. <laughs> and scanners. We can watch scanners too. Scanners. Oh, scanners. Yeah. We can watch scanners too. And then scanners three. And I think four. I think there's four. Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, let me. Fin- I'm going to finish this. 
So I would give, um, since I have a full amount of spoopies now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Over um, 9,000. Season of the Witch, I'm going to give, you know what? In the spooky season, I like it a lot. 666 spoopies. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is a wild movie. It's a fun Halloween movie. Yeah. Good job, Dave. All the Christians just turned off our podcast. Good. <laughs> about time. <laughs> I mean, it I talked about masturbating earlier. How did they make it through it? this long? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are these called about? Oh, no, never mind. I don't know why they suck like that. <laughs> But yes, uh, that was my mini spoopy review. All right, all right. I have another thing to talk about. Yeah, you do. You guys want to hear about it? Uh-huh. Well, then you'll have to find out next week. It's like a cliffhanger. It's like an urban exploration. <laughs> plus bargain binning. Yeah, pretty much. It's mm-hmm. wild stuff. <laughs> and you guys will have to find out Monday. Next Monday. Next Monday. Next, no, next Friday. We don't know when our show's coming. <laughs> yeah, next <laughs> Sometime you will hear about it. The the 5th. On the 5th. Yeah, if you remember, I will tell you a cool story. I'm getting a new freezer that day. And I get to hear Dave's story. It's going to be a good day. I'm not getting a new freezer. <laughs> but yeah, alright. Well, that sounds like we're uh, wrapping it up then. Um, this has been the DQB Does Hostful. I've been ya boy. Ya boy! Also, Shane has been here, and so has Russell. <laughs> the Mumbler. <laughs> we should get sound effects. Was it Mumbler or Rambler? <laughs> it's it's a Mumbler. Is there a mumbler? I like yeah. rambler better. Next week, you're the rambler. The rambling man. That's when I was born. The rambling man. Oh. I'm about to end the show. So, bye. <laughs> bye, guys.
that it? Is it over now? I think so. Okay, cool. Can we fart? I did earlier. <laughs> My microphone kind of stinks. <laughs> Stop farting on the microphone. <laughs> That's how you get pink eye. Can't. Can't help myself. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.